The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Saturday, August 15, 2020. Everybody awake out there? Live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, what effect does the cigar ban have on the taste of a cigar? Much more than you think, tasting a cigar without the band on it definitely makes you think. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to dig into it and see um, how much flavor that band has and teach you how to taste. We also have some good news and some bad news. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, I would like the bad news first. Yeah, you're one of those guys? Yeah. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So I hear a lot of people say all the time they believe that the wrapper has the most amount of flavor you get from a cigar. We did Lanceros where we talked about a more wrapper ratio than it did. Um, I don't believe that. Um, how much does the binder have? How much does the filler wrap filler have? And after 35 years of smoking cigars and selling cigars, I believe that the cigar band, the white <laughs> paper on the outside of the band of, of the cigar, has the most flavor to the person who's smoking the cigar. And I'll explain that because I think it influences people's tastes knowing so what, what's there. This, you, this you, tastes like apples. Yeah, I was going to say, should I be tasting the letter A on the first cigar? Because then? we're smoking A. Um, no, you don't know what it is, and that's the thing about it. But if it has- Which is bullshit, by the way, <laughs> because I, I should know what I'm smoking, and I, you, for you to keep it a secret, I'm, there's no I'm wrong bothered answer. by this there's right a, out of the gate. There's no wrong answer. So everybody understands, everybody got a, that's in the, in the care package, and if you want to get in the care package- um, you better hurry. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you better hurry to to get in if you want to get in. Uh, but you got this this month A B C and D A B C and unbanded unbanded, which is D because they got. Hang on a second. It just occurred to me. You probably know what we're smoking because I know what the four cigars are, but I don't know in what order they were. Banded. So I'm the only one in the dark. Yes. I, I don't know anything. Ed doesn't know either. You're, you're always in the dark. Ed and, and I knew because I wrote it, but it was it was months ago. I forget. <laughs> but it's going to accomplish what I want to accomplish, which is not what you think it is. It's A versus B, and, and those that uh, have it are going to uh, vote which one they like better, and that's just for fun. But that's not the reason why we're doing this. We're doing this so that we can start tasting cigars for what they are, detecting the flavor characteristics of a cigar, tasting it to understand what kind of tobaccos are used in it without knowing what it is, and really improving your palate so you can enjoy cigars as much as we do. Um, and, and, you know, we, 
our cigar tasters. Everybody on this panel tastes blind on a monthly basis for Cigar Journal magazine. We've been doing it for years. Um, some Jonathan and I have been doing it for, oh, my God, it's got to be six or seven years yeah, now at least. Um, and I've been doing it to my staff for years and years, having them smoke unbanded cigars so that they can um, it, it makes really you sharp. Yeah. It makes you sharp. Seeing exactly what the cigar is is going to let you predetermine if you like the cigar or not, or if it's strong, or if it's light, or what kind of tobaccos it use. Because you you see it, and you're not. It's just it doesn't work. You also might have a misconception about the brand itself. Oh, that they only make mild cigars, right. or they only make strong cigars, and this gives you a chance to really evaluate from a strength standpoint. So we do it all the time, every morning, Yeah, usually happens, and it's, what do you think the country of origin is, blah, 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 blah. What would you pay and, for it? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it gets altogether different, and sometimes now you see a value of a cigar without seeing the, what the band is. Um, so we're going to do A versus B today, and you guys are going to send in your, your information of what, what you like better. Next week, we'll do C versus D. And then we have to have that information in. Because next month, it's going to be the winner of A versus B, which will be labeled e, e. And the winner of C versus D, which will be labeled blank, most likely. Right, no band. Because <laughs> they it gotta, sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a toilet paper shortage. So we're using you know the bands for toilet right. paper. So uh, let's get to it. Let, let's begin this whole mess. Um, those that aren't part of the care package and, and don't get to smoke the cigars, it's okay because you're going to learn what's going on anyway. You can do it with the cigar that you're smoking. It doesn't matter. Um, but um, these are regular production, real cigars, and what I try to do is group them together properly so that it, they're not going to be extremely different from each other, the first set. Then we'll do the second set, and it's going to be different. And then when those two uh, go up against each other, it'll be two different cigars going against each other. So cigar number one is, is A. What do we have here, Barry? Well, it's hailing from Parts Unknown, and it's a 5 by 50 Robusto. That's it. 5 by 50 Robusto. That's how a lot much, of information, Barry. How, yes. how much did they cost? Uh, more than a penny, less than thirty. All right, all right. Narrows it right down. So, it, so I know what it isn't now. <laughs> so now you should really pay attention and look at the cigar. I see a toothy wrapper on it. It um, is not a Connecticut shade. It's not a Maduro. It's not. Um, let's say um, it's not San Andreas. It's not um, uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, it's a um, risotto type of Habano looking, you know, I would say. I would say it's a Habano wrapper yeah. if I had to guess. So that's what it looks like. Uh, again, we don't know what it is. It looks like it's it's rolled beautifully, right? The cap, the head on it is nice. Yeah, it's well made. Yeah. Uh, look at the foot of the cigar, the open end of the cigar, and you see different uh, types of tobacco that's in there. No real swirl, though. Yeah. So I would say that uh, it's not Lajero laden. Now, there's two ways to smell the cigar. You smoke, smell the base, the whole length of the cigar. You have two nostrils. By the way, one nostril is very open. The other one is a little congested Always. on everybody. Later on, four or five hours from now, the other one will switch. Your brain does this to, to rest one of them. Find your good nostril that's there. The base of the cigar underneath. 
You don't have to insert it in your nostril, Jonathan. Shut up, Ed. And, and that's the foot of the cigar. It's a different aroma that's there. It's a good thing they're out of the cello. They now, smell like am I supposed to? Am I supposed to make guesses as far as country of origin or anything? What are the rules here? Um, play, it by, play it by ear. I don't want to play it by ear. I want to make guesses if I'm supposed to. Um, I, don't want to I don't want to ruin it if you have a plan. Just admit it. You don't have a plan. I, I have a little bit of a plan, but I didn't know. You, you do whatever a little you want. Chocolatey. It's a little <laughs> yeah. chocolatey. Do whatever you on want. On the foot. I feel like I want to sneeze right now, just in case I sneeze. <laughs> I, I do that when I end up smelling the cigar like that. It causes me to sneeze. You, you're not getting concussion so I don't think it. Dave said the other way is to just smell the actual wrapper yeah, itself. Yeah, off the wrapper, it's pretty nondescript. I did. That's what I said first, right? Yeah. And then the, the foot. I do get that cocoa right chocolatey. I was busy sweetness. trying to figure out what the cigar was. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily what we're trying to do. We're not I, trying, to trying to guess play by what the, the brand is. Yeah. We're not trying to see which one's better than the other. We'll play that game anyway just to have fun and stuff. Uh, and, and maybe we'll get into um, next week after we've had all four and everybody has done their thing. We can guess what we smoked. Okay. It's probably going to be unfair because Barry's going to know. Yeah. Barry knows no, what gonna, it is. I'm going to opt not to answer because yeah. I have a 25% but, chance of getting it right just knowing on the four cigars. So I'm going to... Up not to and answer. Jonathan's got an unfair advantage. He knows the inventory of the store inside and out. <laughs> so, so what I want to... I get beat more often than I don't, Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Well, you have an advantage. I didn't say you would win. A big part of this is going to be the cold draw that we're going to have here, so make sure we don't light it up first, but let's give it a cut. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-ship tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. This is usually a good indicator for me, is a cold draw. Oyster and shells. I, lemon, oh, lemon rind. I, I was going to say citrus, so maybe it's a squeeze of lemon on an oyster. Okay, citrus gets confused with pepper. Mm -hmm. To most people, we don't have a, a, a shade wrapper on here, so you're not getting a bit of component from a shade wrapper. You see it's a darker leaf, and you're getting citrus, which is pepper, and maybe some earth, which is typical to a certain country mm -hmm. that tastes like this. Which their, that country is the tobacco. country I was smelling earlier. Actually, I'm so, getting lemon meringue pie. <laughs> lemon meringue pie. <laughs> so it's not bad enough that you entertain yourself. Now you've bled over into poor Ed Sullivan. <laughs> Barry Stein. Thank you. That's I'll his be here maiden all week. name. <laughs> okay, taste of subject is subject subjective, <laughs> but lots of people do not know how to detect flavor characteristics of a cigar when smoking a cigar. That is one of the objectives here for you to end up tasting these tastes that are here. So one thing I'm going to say to you is don't fight too back, too bad back on this when I say something new. Try to accept it and try to find those flavor notes and not say it's something else like lemon meringue pie. Mm. But I mentioned on the cold draw, there is pepper or citrus notes that are on here. Accept it that, that it's there, and then try to end up tasting it. It's going to make it easy for you 
if you try to accept it instead of try to fight back and say, no, it's cherries, it's cherries, it's cherries, because it's it's pepper. And if you can if you can taste some pepper if it's there, and then taste the cigar and say, okay, maybe I'm matching it up now at this point, it'll help you. As tasters, um, we try to associate the flavors of what we taste after we blow the smoke out. It's taste association. There is no pepper in the cigar. Correct. All the things that we're going to talk about, there, that doesn't exist inside here. Next week, we're going to get into it in a much bigger way on C&D or C&Blank. Uh, but first, A and B, let's decide what we're looking and trying to find. Today, we're going to look at seven flavor notes. I gave each one of you those seven flavor notes, right? We have pepper. Vegetable, earth, spice, nuttiness, wood, and fruit. That's all we're going to deal with today. So no lemon meringue pie because it's not on there. <laughs> well, it's fruit. <laughs> but that's, yeah. So, so you could say it's fruit. Is, is there fruit in lemon meringue pie? Lemon. Lemon's a fruit. Is there yeah. really? It's juice normally. You think so? Yeah. All right. So pepper. Um, you see this noted by a lot of reviewers in all the different magazines and reviewers online and things like that. Barry, I see you put pepper in a lot of times in your, in your notes, mm -hmm. uh, particularly in Nicaraguan tobacco. Yes. Now look back and you look at all these notes of all these magazines and all these reviewers and you'll notice that pepper is used when discussing a Nicaraguan cigar almost all the time, especially if it's a Nicaraguan Puro. You'll see right. pepper used over and over again. It's indigenous to that tobacco. Um, you can go much deeper and just not just say black pepper, but white pepper, red pepper, chili pepper. Can we detect pepper on, on the drawer of this? Is it there or is it absolutely not there? No, it's there. It's absolutely there, right? It's there. Vegetable, grass, hay, floral notes, flour. Is it there at all? And we're talking on a cold draw. Earth, is it notable there? To me, Mexican or San Andreas tobacco is usually earthy, um, but it could include uh, mushrooms, truffles, moss, peat, leather. Those are all earthy flavors. When somebody says earth, it can be those. Spice is a big one. It can include licorice, anise, cinnamon, uh, and we're going to go deeper into things like clove and ginger, nutmeg, even vanilla is a spice. Uh, nuttiness to include almonds, cashews, walnuts, peanuts, pistachios, all these nut variations as you go deeper. But we're not going to go deep, deep today. We're just going to go into those seven flavor notes. Wood, um, that would be cedar, oak, hay, cardboard, smokiness, vinegar, mustiness, dough, bread. I'm Those so all glad you put cardboard because I can't tell you the number of times I've smoked a cigar blind and cardboard is the, the <laughs> predominant flavor note. You're right. And I write it down on the paper and send it in the cigar journal and I'm glad it's on there. It, I feel validated. Real. So you could be nice and put wood or you could put cardboard <laughs> because you're breaking it down to its form of what kind of wood is this? It's just cardboard. Balsa wood. Um, you know, there's just so many different ones that have different characteristics. I'm have to chew on an airplane later. And then you got fruit. And I don't see lemon meringue pie here, but it's raisins, figs, prunes. Or you can go to the raspberry, berries, fruits, or less sweet fruits, or orange rind, which would be fruity. Citrus, um, which is really pepper, or the other way around, tart which could be the lemon meringue pie, uh, could be the fruit part of it. Um, 
You also got things um, like dark chocolate, espresso, and coffee that can actually fall into a fruit or berry type of thing itself. So uh, what I have here on the cold drawer is earth and pepper. For sure. So now that I've broken it down to there, does everybody agree, even you, Ed Sullivan, and you don't agree on much? Earth and black pepper on a cold peppery, draw? Peppery mushrooms, for sure. If we have to only pick from those seven? Yeah, I like the mushroom call, but yeah. that's in the earthy category. Yeah. All right. So now let's give it a light. All right. We're going to light our cigar today with the Attaché 2 by Vertigo. It is uh, single action. You just press the button down. A soft flame comes to life. Fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99. And there's a lot of cigar smokers that also smoke a pipe. And they've mm. cleverly angled this soft flame off to the side so you can dip it without setting your thumb on fire and light a pipe if you need to. I like a soft flame. I know you do. That's why yeah. I picked it. I, I like your hat. What does it say? I heart hatters? <laughs> it's I love haters. Oh. And I do. You love to be hated. <laughs> I just love the people that hate me. <laughs> All right. Lots of times, the color of the band brings out taste. We mention it sometimes, and I say, I hate that I'm saying cinnamon, for instance, because the band is red. And I'm saying, is this doing this to me? That, and, I, and I've sat in many boardrooms with manufacturers and, and um, trying to figure out how, how they're going to color code this certain brand, what colors are they going to bring to the band and box and things like that. Red indicates a cinnamon flavor. Red indicates a full flavor. When you see those reds, we've seen over the years when somebody uses the wrong color, it doesn't work on a cigar brand. The person, a consumer doesn't buy it because it's red and they think it's going to be stronger or it's a mild cigar and a lot of red is used on it and the person that likes mild cigars stays away from it because it looks like it's more full-bodied. Uh, brown indicates a chocolate component. Gold indicates light. Green indicates menthol, grassy, or mold. That's why you don't see a lot of that used. And another no-sayer was always blue, but we're seeing that change right now. Uh, for the first time ever, you're starting to see lots of manufacturers coming out with blue. It was one of those stay away from blue and green. But it's not, it's not so much that it's blue. We're seeing that iridescent blue. You know, almost looks like it's going to glow in the dark blue. Yeah. Which is not something that we've seen in the cigar world before. Like our backdrop here of this blue color. That's why they go into blue. They're trying to capture the success of the cigar. Because that's what it is. Um, we're on to you, Nick Perdomo. So the cigar was smoking the A. What color is this band? You don't even know what the cigar is, but it has a band. What color is it? It's a it's a brown band with a reddish hue. Brown and red. It's a little chocolatey, a little cinnamony. Wow. That says Mr. Jonathan. You know what I was going to say? It's even on my screen. Umber, which is a reddish brown earth pigment. And Ed. I agree with the red. So Barry says red. Just red? No, red and uh, red and green. It's a little grassy. It's Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to save these for uh, 
three episodes from now and just just see where it is. Um, I've, as I say, I've sat there before with manufacturers and they go, "What color is this?" We're tasting something. What color is this? Color do you taste? So you to to properly market this thing, you would think um, it's definitely got some red in it. Again, I don't remember what the freaking cigar is, so I can't tell you if, if if you're in the right range. But I'm not far off with you. Not green. I don't have the green at all. No, we'll go with the umber, maybe with some gold trim on it. I like that. Well, which color band would you use for earthy? Brown. Brown. Okay, then red and brown because it's earthy. You know. It's that dry. All right, so you're red and brown too. Yeah, you're getting it's that dry hay, a little bit of so dirt. Everybody's agreeing then. That's 100% agreed that the band should be red and brown. So you're agreeing to that as well? Uh, I am. Hmm. We're all very I, agreeable. I don't today. remember. I don't. Again, I know what the four cigars are. This would be the first and only time that I agree with a homeless person. Just hate the beard. I agree 100% with Barry. It's not true. That's what it should be. What do you think it is? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is like trying to predict a, a magazine's top ten. It's friggin'. What, you have. You don't even have a guess what you think the cigar is to begin with. No. Okay. It, you, you're usually very early on that. That you, you were trying to guess. I'm scared. To, I'm scared to make a guess. I'm actually scared to be right. Really? I'm scared oh. to be right. Of the four cigars that this could be, I'm confident I know which one it is. Really? Yes. Wow. So I'm what, reserving judgment for the next one, but what's I the country of origin of this? This is this is a slam dunk, folks. The the tobacco is Nicaraguan on the inside. I don't know if it's a Nicaraguan puro, but I'm I'm going with it's a Nicaraguan cigar. Yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty much in agreement. It's probably a Habano wrapper. Habano wrappers could be grown in Nic- uh, Nicaragua. They could be born in, uh, grown in Ecuador. Mm. But it's uh, definitely a Nicaraguan cigar. You yeah, agree? it's a sweep. Yeah. This is what Nicaraguan tobacco tastes like. Correct. And that's the, the thing of going through this process, and there's no doubt on our minds. It's possible we're wrong, but... We've had it so I'm many fairly, times. Yeah, I'm fairly yeah. confident. If it was, it's definitely not. You hun- ate a steak. How it's many not- times you ate a steak? And you eat, eat, is this fish or is it chicken? It's steak, right? It's Nicaraguan tobacco. There's, if it was like no doubt. If it was Honduran filler, there would be a little uh, bite to it. If it was Dominican, there'd be a mustiness to it, by and large. The, the, you can blend, you can blend. It could, they could be tricking us. They're not, they didn't do it on purpose, but there could be a blend of Nicaraguan yeah. and Dominican tobacco in there, but it, I just don't get that musty component. If you could bet on this, you'd bet I on it. I would bet, yeah. Solid $10. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars 
with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> Welcome to Leftardia. A group of co-workers started a dinner club exclusively for people who follow a vegan or vegetarian diet. A couple of months later, another co-worker started a club for co-workers who are carnivores, with that group meeting each week to go out to a different burger or steak joint. As could only happen in 2020, the vegan club filed a complaint to HR stating the carnivore group was exclusionary and asked for the group to be canceled and the worker to be dismissed from their job for creating division in the workplace. No names were listed in the story, but I'm willing to bet the leader of the vegan group was named Karen, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. I learned about this Karen thing just last week of... That even exists. Imagine being born with the name Karen in 2020. But how fucked up of a society are we that you could have a vegan group because somebody else starts a carnivore group? They're going to have a problem with that. Yeah, this craziness is going on around us. But it wasn't dirty, so I appreciate it. No, it was that. a clean one. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous because Sarah's here. Sarah's here. I remember Sarah from the show. That, uh, I remember. I she, she, Sarah starts, in she starts Monday. Yeah. Is this crazy? This is going to be crazy. All right, so we're smoking A, and uh, I'm going to break this down to a flavor component now that it's lit and see if you guys agree to it. Um, dough, which is an earth component. Definitely doughy. With the black pepper. So now to break it down even further, this is when it gets crazy because we only want to go with those seven things to do it. But when you hear these ridiculous comments by Jonathan, they're accurate. As crazy as they, they are, they're just broken down to its, to its uh, form of this individual thing. I'm at Stone Ground Wheat Cracker. Do you know what those are? Oh, yeah. yeah. With pepper with, on with it. With pepper on it. Black pepper. And, 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 I, and they come like that. Yeah. Do you ever eat one of those? Oh, yes, I have. Does it taste like this? You nailed it. Give yourself a bell. I will. Thank you. <laughs> and because the Stone Ground Cracker has an, a little bit of that inherent sweetness there is sweetness here there is the peppery component there's that dough you just came right out and said it i usually like to tell a little story right, and have a reveal it. party yeah. but, but so it's just associating something you've had and associating the flavor of what it is so it's it's word association what does this remind me of it's exactly yeah. the game that you play and if you're doing this along with us we've got a thousand people doing this along with us don't fight what i'm saying and sometimes we do fight with it when we're just some, some, one of us is just not getting that flavor or something. They're going to say, no, it's not there or something. I'm not getting it. But go with, if, if, you have not, if you're the person that says, I smoke cigars, they all taste the same to me. Just go with this mm -hmm. as, as we're going through it, and you're going to end up just picking it up. go to the market, pick up the stone ground crackers. If they mm -hmm. don't have the ones with the pepper, get some pepper, put a little on there, and you'll get it. Absolutely. So, Mike Broomfield. Yeah. All right, so we're going to keep it going. We're going to take a break, and we'll keep A lit. When we come back, we're going to smoke B, and we're going to go to head-to-head -head with them, and we're going to taste two cigars at the same time. You guys do it, too. Uh, we're going to see how different they are, um, the different components to them, see where they're coming from. we got some good news and bad news to report, and we're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. 
Padrón Cigars. They give you the cigar smoker. The confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars. Handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, and we're smoking blind, a cigar from the care package, simply labeled A, and trying to figure out what we like about it. I have an observation about A. It is a company that has money because they sat on this wrapper for a long time. That is well-aged wrapper. The combustion line is pretty tight. It's not perfect. So this is a company that has money, and this is their lower tier, is what I would say. Hmm. I think we're all in agreement. It's not a Jose Dominguez cigar who brought no. us back from the break. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and not because of the age part, just because we're all in agreement that it's Nicaraguan. So is it a good cigar? Is it a well-made it is, cigar? Is it a... It is good. It is well-made. But you the, think it's a lower end? It's that company's lower end. That company has money, so they can sit on wrapper for a while. They're not, they're not hurting for money, but it is their lower tier. <laughs> Jonathan knows what it is. No, I have I have a I have a guess, but I, I wanna I wanna smoke B. Though it makes sense because I, no, I don't think he does. In Ed Sullivan's in Ed Sullivan's And I don't know which one it is, point. but of the four they were a lower tier. Well yeah. It, it, it smokes like a six to eight dollar cigar to me, which would put it on the lower tier of most companies. Pretty much all companies. Come on, that that wrapper is pretty damn good. Good. All right. I'm just saying that this isn't a $12 cigar. That's all I'm saying. So how much do you think it is? I'm with Barry. It's between 6 and $8. 6 and 8 6 and 8 How about you? I'm going to say- Cl- Closer to the 8 than the I'm gonna 6 say, I'm going to say it's $7 and- 59 cents. 19 cents. <laughs> 7.19 says Mr. Jonathan. You say 8 Yeah. 8 for I'll work in round numbers. Yeah, if we're putting exact numbers, I'm going to go uh, $6.99. Wow, you're at the low end over there, and that's Barry. Okay, I'm going to let you know in a couple of weeks, just just for fun for us, but that's not the idea of uh, what it is. But it's performing good, and um, let's go into Cigar B. So try to keep it lit. Don't keep it lit. We're going to go back and forth anyway on it, but um, B looks maybe a little darker. A little darker, and the, the wrapper's a little on the waxy side. Waxy side. 
It feels softer, like a velvety. It's 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 less toothy. You see toothy yeah. on this one. This is certainly less toothy, but it's pretty seamless on on mine. That mine's pretty seamless here. Yeah. All right, let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Okay, let's take a cold drawer on that. I'm going to smell it, the outside and inside. Yeah, I'm going to defer to you. I mean, I got a note, but I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> That's you, Mr. Jonathan. You got a note of aroma or taste? Taste. And it's in-depth. It's not one of the seven things. It's, it's Well, we're just doing the seven things. That's why I gave you the sheet. Well, I don't know which one you would put it on. You know what? I'm going to put it under uh, vegetal because I think uh, that's what we would go under. Yeah, we'll go under vegetable. <laughs> so he's on hay. No. No? <laughs> uh, cold draw. It's a little There's sweetness to it. I'm going fruity. Raisiny, figgy. Yeah, it's floral to prune like. Riveting radio right now. Yeah. They're trying to figure it out. Ed Sullivan, you got anything on this? Cold draw? I'm getting some sweetness. Maybe I'll go with the dried fruit. Really? Okay. Almost right. like the dried fruit that's in a, a fruit cake. Oh, yeah. It's not really fruit at that point, but it's <laughs> it's fruit-like. Yeah, a little chewy, fruit-like. We're going to light our cigar today with the Attaché 2 by Vertigo. This features a single soft flame ignited by a single action. You've got the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and what I forgot before, you got a fuel window on the side so you know how much fuel you have left. It's a soft flame, so it's going to last a long time with that Patented Vertigo big ass tank, all for nine ninety nine. That's the Attaché Two by Vertigo. Full metal jacket on the thing too. It don't look like no ten dollar lighter here. Okay, it's like a higher end Jeep in the terms of shape. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna say after lighting my cigars predominantly with jet flame lighters, I'm not loving how long it takes with a soft flame. But <laughs> you gotta hurry. Everybody's in a hurry. Um, okay, this is um, certainly taste different than at cold draw. Yeah. Boom, right? Mm -hmm. This is uh, a pepper bomb. It's got pepper, and it's got, I mean, that's only, only because you're saying pepper and citrus. Maybe it's more pepper, but there's, there's a... Wow, man. I'm not going to retrohale it, but... This is uh, this is more full-bodied and more peppery than the last peppery cigar. Definitely fuller-bodied. And I didn't taste the pepper on the cold draw either, nope. which I did on the first one. Right. Yet that then it blasted through. Yeah. Yeah. This one's much more early aggressive. Will it continue? Remains to be seen. Yeah. But it's early aggressive. Wow. Yeah. It's this is full-bodied. 
Yeah. And that had, that couldn't, let's assume it was the same cigar, same components. The leaves could be in one direction on one mm -hmm. and turn the other way on the other. It's possible. Be, yeah. We don't, I don't know exactly what they do, but um, it's. Uh, Am I the only one getting an, the lemon essence? Yes. Maybe you got that from You're the back. only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the finish, uh, it's a long finish, but at the end of the long finish, I'm getting a little bit of that lemon. Mm. Wow, it's a pepper bomb. That's all I got. It's so overpowering and pepper. Yeah, it's peppery. It's totally different than so, the cold drawer. So I got, it, I got it definitely wrong what I thought these were. You know, I told you I, I knew a long time ago what the cigars were. This is not the one I thought it was because this is the strong, much stronger. Mm -hmm. If the first one was a four, this is a seven. Not bad? Not bad. I'm wondering how much the first cigar is influence, influencing us on the strength of this cigar. Well, that would be you're, you're smoking them both. You're smoking them both, right? Yeah, because I, I, I agree. This is uh, the the A is like a three or a four, probably a four. I lean toward four. Uh, but having a guess what B is, if I was smoking it by itself, I don't think I would go as high as a seven. I see what you're saying now. That I lit the other one. A is stronger than I thought it was. I was pretty relaxed and smoking it for a while, slow. I go back to it, and I said, okay. I think with B, it was that initial pepper blast. Yeah. So we may, so we enough, may, may and, have a... And Facebook, Chris Morris is saying that he thinks A is definitely stronger than B. Really? Yeah. After lighting B up right at the beginning, wow, it's strong. And he that, says, Jonathan, especially on the retro hail. Yeah, he can retro hail himself. Be a strong. Would you say this is a Nicaraguan cigar? Yes. I would say it's Nicaraguan tobacco, yes. I would say that it is a toss-up between Nicaraguan and Honduran for me. It may be Nicaraguan tobacco, but... Man, that early that early bite. I don't think it's made in Nicaragua, though. Why would you think that? What's the difference where it's made? What's the tobacco? You got, you got cigars in the Dominican Republic made with Nicaraguan tobacco. You got cigars in Honduras made with Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. They're all using it. Man, B is so much more peppery. It's got... A and we, tingle. And we'll go back to A. We talked about the cracker with the black pepper on it, and everybody agreed that mm -hmm. that's what it was, that stone wheat cracker with the black pepper on it. This is and black now, pepper with black pepper on it. Right. <laughs> right. Or you, you could still take the cracker and then, you know, grind some more pepper on top of it. Yeah, this is cracked peppercorns. It's the red peppercorn. Mm. It is. As a matter of fact, do you ever have a filet mignon that's encrusted with yes. peppercorns, but you scrape off the peppercorns <laughs> and, just eat, the, and just eat the peppercorns? Yes, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> so as crazy as that sounds, I want people to start thinking this way. We This is what we always say, but then every once in a while, you freaking nail it, right? It had the juice from the meat on yeah. it anyway. Mm -hmm. 
and there, and there it was to, to take it down to that level that we do. All right, if it had a um, band on it, what color would you make this band? Black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I wouldn't even put words on it. It would just be a black band. Yeah, it's black like Jonathan's heart. Yeah? What, do you, what color do you think it is? White? White? I think they went opposite to be ironic. And, um, you know, I would go red just because it has that spice to it, that, that peppery spice. Wow. Maybe there's a hint of cinnamon that's in the background of it, but well, what would overpowering. You, what color, yeah, what color band would you use for pepper? Because you have red, which is cinnamon, brown, which is chocolate, gold, which is light, green, which is menthol, and which color band would be pepper? Yeah, I'm going red because cinnamon's a spice, pepper's yeah. a spice. Usually pepper is a... Part of the flavor component of a cigar, and it has some pepper components to it. But this one is right out front pepper. Mm -hmm. Even you, Ed Sullivan, oh, right? Yeah. All right, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to go with peppercorn. The the it's black peppercorn. So uh, so it's black. Black band. <laughs> black band. All right. So uh, quickly, I want to say uh, Thursday. I took a road trip. I never get out. And uh, thank you to. Uh, Edgar Dakamanji, cigar rep out there who pulled me away from the store for a day, which was great to do it. We did a little researching on ventilation, uh, looking for improvement of ventilation for our stores, but also to do some research for the Cigar Authority. We're going to get into a show about clearing the air, basically. So uh, the first stop we took was Havana Cigar Club in Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, hello to Todd, the owner over there, and Adam, the manager. Great place. Uh, spent some time with those folks over there. Very clean operation. Great ventilation system, which I was told to go check this ventilation system out. Uh, nice cigar selection and everything. So thanks them. Uh, spent a couple hours there. While I was there, I walked in, uh, bumped into Todd Cumes. Oh, nice. Uh, he's the rep from Oliva, Rhode Island guy. These are where they are mostly, the Rhode Island group. Uh, I wish I had more time for him, but what happened was I bumped into another guy who was there. I walked in, and people were saying, oh, my God, it's Dave. It's a, you know, I, well, because it's an anomaly I, that you're out. First off, right? But th they knew who I was, so so much incognito, I can't pull it off. You had to uh, put on a rubber nose, you know, with the mustache and the glasses. What is it? The rubber nose with the mustache yeah, and the yeah, glasses. Okay. You had to go in disguise. I uh, bumped into Joe Hozempa. Joe Hosempa, do you know who he is? No. Stogie Geeks, the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There he was right in the lounge. I've been listening to that show for years and years. He's been on for a few years. Uh, a lot of the times he does the show himself, uh, and he says he's a listener of Cigar Authority. We talked for a while. He said, you got a, you got a minute to take a look at the studio? And I go, well, where's the studio? And he said, upstairs. right next door. Okay. We were upstairs. Okay. The next door over. We walked in, and there's a studio with... Ed, you got to see it. Um, yeah. Video, it's a video production thing. Huh. We're an audio show that has yeah. a camera. Um, wow, really something to see. And uh, John's the producer over there. Um, he he is a video guy, and it was incredible. Um, they were talking about they'd like to come up here and see this. By all means, love to to have you come up. Uh, in the meantime, I had a cigar in my hand, and I said, "Oh, geez, I got the cigar in my hand." He goes. Everybody in here smokes. And I said, really? And everybody was smoking. 
in the studio, which was cool. Nice. And uh, Paul's the owner. He was on the phone and uh, busy the whole time, and I must have spent a half hour in there. He's uh, a security expert, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, so he was doing business or something. I would have loved to meet him. You met him before yeah. he, he came up here. So I still have not get to, got to meet you, Paul, if you're listening. Uh, but they have ventilation system, which was the same kind of ventilation system they had in next door. Uh, unbelievable. Moves circulate the air so, so many per minute and all that mm. stuff. So they were able to do it um, inside a, a studio that they do not just cigar podcasting in there. They do video um, surveillance. Not video surveillance. Um, it's, I thought it was uh, computer security. Security, Is yeah. Security, doing? yeah. So uh, we leave there. We go to Mr. J's Havana shop, which... Um, not to be confused with me. Correct. It's not my, my cigar It is shop. not yours. It's Paul Joyle. Did, did he license the name? No. It's his last name, so it's allowed. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not the first name. Yeah, it's less douchey that way. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's in Warwick, Rhode Island, and um, beautiful new store that they built right before COVID-19 started. They had like 10 days, and then they were shut down. Yeah. What a shame. But what a beautiful store that is over there, standalone building. Uh, Paul uh, is the owner, and Mark is uh, Stogie Santa. He's a guy that used to always be on the Stogie Geek Show. Um they showed me everything, their ventilation system, which was humongous. Um, and I had uh, my buddy Fal with me, who's an HVAC guy, looking at, at, at the options and, and uh, you know, seeing what's there. Great selection of cigars, great selection of booze. He used to be Joyle's Liquor, so he knows his booze at the same time. Um, after that, it was time to eat something, so we took a ride to Providence, and we went to Tel Aviv Waterfront. And uh, Edgar Dakamanji, Jack's um, Jack, his brother Jack, um, runs that over there. It's a restaurant that you can smoke inside Get and outside. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Road, Road trip. trip. Mm. Road trip. Um, the food was great. The cigars were great. The whole thing's a friggin' winner. If it was ever close by i'd be there every day uh but we're doing a road trip mm -hmm. i wonder if we do the show from there Why i mean it, it was great it was great uh the prices of the food was unbelievable um the ventilation was great we looked at the ventilation system there um i don't know if rhode island has a thing where they have to have great ventilation because it was three for free three that had the best ventilation I ever saw mm -hmm. um, of these places. Now, so at, at the restaurant, did you uh, notice any people who were not cigar smokers dining there? Yeah. It was uh, early before. Did you see that? Yeah, he, he saw yeah. it. Hmm. Um, they, they have both that happens there. It, it's on the water. The yachts are parked out, hmm. out back, and you, you sit out, outside, and you... There's the yachts and the people going by, or you go inside and you Please still can tell see. me you sat inside because how many other opportunities do you have in your life to smoke a cigar and eat a steak? We sat outside. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's the summer, man. You got to sit outside. Dave had to we keep. We did, but we could have done both. We went in the kitchen. We, we got a tour Dave of the Dave had place. to keep an eye on his yacht. They got a second right. floor, and you can eat up there, and it would Cigar lockers, cigar room where you go into the room to buy your cigars that are in there. Unbelievable. Did you take your Tesla down there? No. I was curious how that handled with the, how often you have to go with the charge. That's why I ask. I get 300 miles plus. It's no problem. Um, road trip and, and possible road show. Do it from there. Oh, man. 
it, it was great. I got to get out more often. I, I don't do it, but uh, thanks to Edgar Dacamanji for actually pulling me out of the store. But uh, everybody was very kind to me and nice and showing me everything. Um, it was awesome. It was great. And uh, I got to I gotta get out more often. So, uh, all right, we're smoking A and B. Back to uh, smoking these two cigars. I think B calmed down a bit. It did. It was early aggressive to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely smoothed out. There's a little bit. So there's a little bit on Jonathan's Honduran possibility. Mm. Early aggressive is what happens to Honduran tobacco. We call it a Honduran bite that starts at the beginning of it, possibly. But the pepper component, as strong as it was, says Nicaraguan to yeah. me. So I think they're both Nicaraguan cigars. And the burn line, I thought A was good. The burn line on B. And the really idea good. is really, you know, we're playing this game with, with a consumer out there to pick A or B, which is your favorite cigar or something. But I tried to match them up that they're close, you know, in comparison. They're both great cigars. All four of these cigars are going to be great cigars. You're going to love them all. Um, they're not hiding anything. These are, are famous names. And not to hurt anybody or anything like that, but it's it's a tasting exhibition here to end up Taking the, the different flavors, not that they're dramatically different in taste, but the subtlety differences that are happening here. What are they? Early on, we're early on to to be obviously a major change that happened to it. Yeah, an inch down. No, it, it calmed down. I think it's still got more pepper bite to it than mm-hmm. a though. Yeah, it's got pepper, and and I'm I'm really picking up. Uh, let's see where you have it here listed. Uh, it's earthy, er. The B is uh, you, more on the the leathery side than mushroom that you said on the A. Correct. I hate to agree with Jonathan, but yeah, we all do. Yeah, we I'm all do. Definitely getting that mushroom component on A. No, on hmm. B. Earthy. B. So you're not agreeing. Well, I'm agreeing with him that it's earthy. Hmm. So. I'm yeah, which is all we have to do today. I've seen the earthy a little bit differently than he is, but we're both agreeing that it's earth. Why Why are we recording that as a soundbite, Ed Sullivan, that he agrees with me? Well, it's recorded. Okay. Everything's recorded. We just never use it. <laughs> <laughs> we only pulled that one where you agree 100%. All right, how about price-wise on B, where you guys said uh six ninety nine, seven nineteen, $8. Yeah. Well, seven nineteen, like crazy. Uh, I'm going down, <coughs> down on B to mm-hmm. six ninety nine, just because I prefer A. <laughs> so I'm gonna that's, I'm gonna write seven dollars. That is not what you're supposed to do. You're <laughs> supposed to evaluate where it falls in the marketplace. Uh, I think uh, not to play the man here, but I think they're both the same price. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Seven nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're both the same cigar. <laughs> I'm gonna they're go, definitely not the same cigar. I'm, I could have pulled one of those on oh, you. Yeah, he knows that. Fun. He's I'm done gonna, that to me. I'm going to go bees a little bit less expensive. I'm going to go six seventy five. From six ninety nine to six seventy five. Everything in our store ends in a nine, Barons. Six seventy nine now. <laughs> okay. It's true. Another marketing thing for you uh, retailers out there. <laughs> Oh, my ass just fell off all over me. Okay. Do you like A better than B? 
I'm not far enough. Be better. I, I have to get a. I'm gonna, All right, we'll get. To I'm going to set A down for a little while so I can really pay attention to B for a minute. I'll answer that question. All right. Pretty much stop smoking A. I'm spending all my time on B right now. So I'm, I'm and leaning. And you're far along on B already. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, A was far along too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I smoked more of A oh. than B, but I haven't gone to A more than once since we lit up B. But Barry's going to run out of cigar before the show ends. That's right. I got another one in my pocket. All right. Uh, I'm going to do what Jonathan's doing, focus a little on B. But yeah, I'm, just to I'm, give it. I'm to, leaning towards A at this point in Leaning time. towards A. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's take a break. Keep smoking. Um, we come back. We're going to keep it going and see if there is a place in the store for each of these cigars. Um, who will be good for these cigars? Like, who would you sell the cigar to if they're smoking something this that did like this? Um, the price values, plus some good news and some bad news to report. As soon as we return, we're going to get to that. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit anytime, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet 
Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is a Hank Kelman and my son, Plas Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. 
And we're back, and today we're smoking blind, trying to figure out what we're smoking, if there's a place in the humidor for these, what are they worth, what kind of cigars are they. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Um, and right. um, I got a new flavor profile for all right. you. Which one? I'm halfway through on B here, and I'm, I'm about to relight A, but if you were to dust your espresso with clove powder... <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah, nobody would ever do that. They put cinnamon on on espresso. Oh, well, cappuccino, right? You could put clove. It's a dusted spice. Yeah, same. Clove and cinnamon are the same. <laughs> same. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it is the same thing, right? They're all. They're in the same. They're in the same family the same as far category. as spice. Right. We're only talking about seven things. Right. I forgot. Distinctly it's different. The same. Well, don't forget. We're talking about these seven things. We're talking about pepper, vegetable, earth, spice, nuttiness, wood, and fruit. And those are things that are in there to give you an idea. Um, B is pepper. Period. I'm not getting much more than pepper, and maybe a little earth. I think that's where my tendency towards A comes from. I think it's better balanced. I mean, if you're a big pepper fan, there's... Certainly nothing wrong would be. I'm enjoying it quite a yeah. bit, but I think A has better balance. Yeah, more things that are in it. Uh, I agree. If I had to pick one of the two right now, I think I'd pick an A. That I'd If I got to put one down, I'd put B down. I'd smoke the rest of A. Barry's completely the opposite. Yeah, I'm leaning toward B. And, and there's not a wrong answer to this. It's what you prefer. But I we all agree that it tastes like what it, what I, it tastes like. I can't like. believe you're missing the obvious point here and how much influence the band has. Barry likes B. Because his name's Barry. Mm. Jonathan likes A because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Uh, and you picked A too. I know. <laughs> That's because he's awesome. And listen, I've never denied it. There we go. You denied it. You're an asshole. I didn't deny anything. No. Okay. I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> All right. So we got good news and bad news. What do you want to hear first? I always like to go with the bad news first. All right. Bad news. Friday, August 14th, two guys smoke shop, Salem, Seabrook, and Nashville, New Hampshire, are heartbroken to announce that our 35th anniversary party scheduled for September 16th has been postponed due to the governor of Massachusetts. We call it Massachusetts, not Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts used to be Taxachusetts, but it's Massachusetts. Charlie Baker ordered uh, lowering the amount of people gathering to 25 people. Well, it was already too low. It was at 100. What a shame for the function hall. outdoors, 50 in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think you were more waiting to see if it would go the other way, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to wait till the very end. We're right. 30 days out. And the problem is we got a lot of people flying in for this thing, and they have to get airline tickets and hotels yeah. and all the stuff they got to do. So uh, the owner at the function hall said, Dave, I'll wait till the last second if you want, but I know your, your crowd. We better figure this out. And I said, can I sleep on it for a night? Slept on it for a night. And I said, okay, uh, we got to, for the first time ever, cancel something or postpone so it. So is it a do-over next it's year? It's a do-over. So yeah. we're going to have the 35th anniversary on the 36th anniversary because, frankly, everything is done. Everything's right. printed. Everything's done. So now, I said, any chance we can do it, it's September 16th, 2020. 
can we do September 16, 2021? And I'm just going to put a line through the 2020 <laughs> and put 20. Because there's things printed and all right, this stuff. But, so, so then what happens the following year? Do you go to 37 and just pick up as if nothing happened? Yeah, I make believe like it didn't even happen. All right. This that is a, sounds I mean, good. No one gives a shit about 36 anyways. Right. So just skip it. And do I have to give 36000 because... It's the 35th uh, anniversary, 35000 No, if you keep all the marketing material, you're still at thirty five. Okay. Right. You could draw a line and bump it up a 1000 <laughs> Just throwing that no, out I there. Like, I like Ed, <laughs> you, you know what I hated? That we dropped 100 people. Right. And 100 people was big right. money, and uh, we kept the prize the same. Um, so what do I got to do? Um, I have to, of course, do the right thing, yeah. no matter what. And if anybody wants a refund, of course, they pay $225 for their ticket. Full refund, nothing asked. Bring your ticket in, we give you your money back, that's it. But I said, let me put some options together here, um, and maybe we don't have to give away $108,000 in returns along with manufacturers and cigars and all that stuff. So I created option B which is the do-over event, the same day next year, September 16th, same time, but 2021. <coughs> Tickets for that event will be sold on Saturday, May 2nd. Uh, realize this after the fact, May 1st this Saturday. I don't think so. Yeah, me and Ed checked. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, somebody emailed us, told us to check, and May 1st is Saturday. All right, May 1st. We're going to sell the tickets on May 1st, and um, depending if a lot of people keep their tickets... There may there's, not be that many left. There's not going to be that many no. to end up buying. Are you just going to put the cigars aside and have a year of age on them? Well, or? I'm leaving that up to the manufacturer because on the other side, I say to them, here's your options. Right. You can, I can give you everything back and ask you if you want to come in next well, year, leave it. I'm having, both right. things are happening. But if you give it back, you might not be able to get more next year. Right. We may talk about that later. Right. right? Um, yes, the after show, we're going to talk about the cigar shortage that's going on here. But I created an option three, and you can learn about this in uh, David versus Goliath, how to compete uh, with the online giants, 100 proven promotions. One of the things is called the popcorn principle, and the popcorn principle says you offer three different things. The popcorn was a small and a large most people were buying the small, they created a medium, and most people bought the large. It's a long whole thing to do. It's going to be a, a, the, the coin story. You're going to get mad yeah. at me if I get into it, so I won't get into it. <laughs> the show is already the, a coin story <laughs> right. by itself. But option three is turn your ticket in for $300 off any purchase now, of $300 See, some people more. are probably kicking themselves thinking, well, I should have bought the ticket to the party. You made 75 so bucks. Get, right. Right. Um, but... It, it hurts us less mm -hmm. that you buy product. You've got and, you revenue know, coming in. Plus, all these people expected 17 cigars mm -hmm. coming on March 26th, right. on, on September 26th. Or 16th, whichever. 16th? Yeah. Yeah, 16th. Um, they need cigars. Yep. So why not use that? And, you know, what you're going to see is you're going to buy those 17 cigars if you want to buy those 17 cigars and they cost you more than the ticket price <laughs> right. because it's a good deal right yeah. everything's a good deal uh, now all the, the, time. The, the conundrum here is do you take advantage of the 75 dollars and then wait in line for the tickets and in may not get it or do you go for the short thing you already have the ticket 
and you're going to the party. But the last thing you want to do is return your ticket and get your money back. That's the worst option. For us, for me, <laughs> it's the worst option for me, but I'm trying to make it the worst option for you also, and I think it is. And at the end of this, we're going to see, we're going to learn a little promotional thing of how this thing plays out. Uh, and, I, and I heard from some people um, in marketing and heard some people in the cigar industry saying, I, I'd love you to share this information with me uh, after, and I'll share it with you, the Cigar Authority, hey. after this, how this thing plays out, because it'll be interesting. Dave, could I say I love your double cigar smoking technique? Mm. I mean, you've done there a we, lot there of we it. Go. It's, it's clear. Yeah, I, I've done this with multiple cigars, but almost like guy with two baseballs in the hand, right? <laughs> do you see you hold, hold two of them and you go back and forth. It's the only real way, way to do it, or you can do it the way Jonathan does. I don't like that you put the cigar down and you left it for a while, and then you ended up liking the one you're smoking, because the only way to do it is to smoke both at the same time. I needed to let B catch up, and I'm leaning yeah. toward A, so what you just said doesn't make sense. All right. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, if you look at B and A, I've now smoked about the same. All right. So, now you're so I'm going to do the last third together. All right. Uh, what I have to do is relight over and over again because I can't keep two going at the same time and talk. Um, which has always been my problem anyway, but it's even worse when you're doing two at once. I wonder what the people are doing at home. What are they saying in the chat box? Are they smoking both at the same time? Are they going to? It seems like think, a lot of people are. I think one guy asked for the coin story. Yes. <laughs> instead of this show. Yes. That... Well, the coin story is very popular. Yeah, people are weighing in with which cigar they like, trying to influence the vote. But not knowing what either one of them are. Correct. So I don't, I don't mind if you're trying to influence the vote not knowing what they are. The problem is when you're smoking two cigars and you know which one they are, somebody likes it for whatever reason they like it. It has nothing to do with the taste of the cigar. Dave, the crowd's calling for some good news now. Yes. Let's have some good news, Barry. What do you got? Well, this week in both Maryland and D.C., uh, the FDA says that it wanted to delay substantial equivalents. And in the D.C. Circuit Court, Judge Meta, who's showing that he's leaning toward the side of the cigar industry, ripped the FDA apart for their lack of a plan. And uh, we're now waiting on a ruling. And if uh, D.C. rules first, it looks like it'll be very favorable for the cigar industry. This could be unbelievable. Talk about a last minute, the, the October surprise, right? And Here then, it is. Then do we have a cigar boom? I think we're having one right now. We're, we're, in, we're in the beginning of a cigar boom right now. And so do you understand? I'm going to get deep into it on the, on the after show. The cigar boom was really the cigar shortage of 1990. And this is where we are right now in 2020. 30 years later, we're having a cigar shortage in, a, in, a, in epic levels right now. This is the beginning of epic level shortages that are about to happen. So, Going back to the good news briefly, we were all hopeful Judge Meta would have ruled yesterday. Right. That's why we're saying, because okay. Because we know he's leaning in favor of the cigar industry. The, the only troublesome thing is if Maryland rules first, that judge has had a poker face all the way through. Hasn't said which way he might be leaning. If Maryland rules first, they set precedents, which could take this to a higher court. And string it out longer. Yeah. But one thing is the FDA is not ready. Surprise, mm -hmm. because there's, there's no way. Yeah, they had no idea on how they were going to do this right. from the beginning. They had no game plan. Yeah, and, and that judge ripped them apart saying, you know, what the hell's the matter with Shredded you? Shredded them. Yeah. 
uh, as they deserve to. So uh, that's that. Um, so um, have we influenced the listener of what we discussed while we talked about cigars? I don't think so because we got B's and A's here of each thing. Um, that's what I don't want to no, do. No, what I like about this is that the you don't know what they are, so you're not influenced by the marketing. You're really only influenced by do you like the flavor of A more than you like the flavor of B. And I think, I mean, when you're going in general terms of just the seven flavors, it, those are indisputable. You either taste them or you don't. Are you still, Barry, are you still exactly price-wise? They're priced the same? Style. Yeah, they're very similar in price. They should be similar in place. And you asked if they both had a place in the cigar shop. I think they're similar enough that one might be able to cancel the other brand out in a cigar shop. I don't think there's a tremendous difference between the two. And with shops uh, hurting for shelf space, you might be able to carry one over the other. At least that's my opinion. And Jonathan, is, as a salesman, somebody comes in and they smoke A. We don't have any A's left. Would you, I'm not would putting you say go to B. B? No? No, because the, that initial pepper bomb on B is, I'm going to say 50% of the people just specifically say, I do not want to smoke a pepper bomb. Mm. And B is a pepper bomb. If they're smoking B, and if we they're don't smoking, have any B, yep. would you give them A? If they're smoking B, they could go to A. And Isn't that a, interesting? And experience less pepper. But the guy that likes pepper can go less. The guy that doesn't like pepper cannot go more. You're, it's the right answer. It's the right answer. That's what I would do, too. If somebody ends up liking B, we don't have any B left, not even knowing what it is, here, you'll like, you'll like A. If the guy likes A, I don't know if I would take him to B. I would certainly say to him, this thing's going to be uh, more in your face. In the it, beginning, it's early aggressive. But once you get past that early aggressive, like right now in the final third, they're almost the same. Right. But somebody who doesn't want a pepper bomb could tap out before. Right. <laughs> they won't give the chance, the cigar a chance to progress. I, I see that. But right now, they're very similar. You agree on this? I, I agree 100% with Mr. Jonathan. There we go. Oh. Soundbite. Yeah, except Ed Sullivan's the guy who controls the sound, but he's never going to play it. He's not going to play it to break his own balls. Well, I'll pull out that asshole one, though. <laughs> All right, let's get to the matchup of the week. It's time for the matchup of the week, and it's brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Would you Sinclair. rather smoke cigar A or B? Oh, that's probably not your question. No, I'm going to uh, go into politics here. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. In a Miss Pac-Man game. <laughs> You're playing Miss Pac-Man. Uh, uh, that's easy. Geez. That's easy. That's easy. Do they even play or do they get in a debate about where to grab her? No. They're, pl they're oh, playing Miss Pac-Man and we're going by the best score. No. Trump's got that. Biden would be stopping to smell Miss Pac-Man. Oh, see, now <laughs> that's nice. He would get distracted for sure. Now you're getting into some politics. Politic uh, not politics. I it's would just say, a fact. I, okay. I would say it, it's Donald Trump as well, but because he hires someone to play the game for him. Ah. Somebody better than himself? Yeah. All right. We got two Donald Trumps so far. I say Trump. His score would be huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> 
Donald Trump is the right answer. <laughs> Donald Trump will beat Joe Biden and Miss Pac-Man. I don't know about in the election, but no, in Miss we'll Pac-Man. Well, the problem with Joe Biden playing a video game is he has those tremors, so he's going to make the wrong move by accident. Yeah. <laughs> right? <sighs> Up and coming shows on the Cigar Authority. If you hated this one, wait till next week. Oh, C versus D. But we're going to get really deeper into flavor notes and things like that. On the, I've already already prepped next week's show. I well, know what it's going to be. You need to take a nap. Next week is the time. <laughs> no, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. Uh, Barry mentioned during the break, um, we were talking about this guy writing this book and this whole thing on flavor notes, right. which is taking me into another stratosphere when it comes to this. So uh, this thing was planned of what I was going to do, but... Now I'm getting into some things as I'm learning, uh, even all these years into the into the industry of testing these theories yeah. of what he has. Do we know when that book's coming out? Uh, or is it, he still looking for a publisher? I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm I'm looking at excerpts as, as I see these things mm -hmm. coming in. It's fascinating. It's going to be very expensive. We're talking about five hundred dollars, is what I hear. What is this going to cost? Five because it's not just a book; it's a program. Yeah, it's a whole program with oh. with flavor con containers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm a buyer. I'm, yeah. I'm. I can't wait to do it. Um, is this the offer of the day or no? No, it's not oh, an right. offer of the day. <laughs> but we're going to do C and D next week, and um, the following week, uh, a cure for stinky cigars, ventilation, and odor elimination. Ah, so you see what I did there, right? I'm I'm prepping for two weeks from You're now. You're doing serious research. I'm doing research. I'm doing it for the show. Um, after that, we're going to go into uh, bringing the cigar makers back in. On September 5th, we got Robert Holt from Southern Draw coming in to see us. Um, on September 12th, we have Nick Perdomo coming in for the 10th mm -hmm. anniversary of Garofalo Cigars. We have... Um, Justo and Christian Aroa together. Get really? out of here. The two brothers together coming live in studio. You're going to stir up trouble, right? We're going we're gonna to try. <laughs> um, so we're going to have them together at the same time. And the following week, it's going to be E versus F. By then, we're going to have all the information back. We're going to send the cigars out. It'll be E versus F. And um, we'll smoke those, and then we'll give the results the following week, uh, which is October 3rd. Uh, moving on to Michael Capellini from Toscano coming to visit us mm -hmm. again after that. So we got a lot going on um, on the Cigar Authority, and we're starting to fill up. Um, and the more I can get people, as these people can travel and, and do yeah. stuff, um, you know, one of our go-to was... You couldn't travel into Massachusetts, into Boston, yeah. so people are going to fly into Manchester, which is, a, we're in between the two airports here. No problem if you're flying to Manchester. <laughs> the other one's down the street over here. Yeah. Big problem if, you, if you're flying. Yeah, it's been an, an odd summer for us. This is usually when we're packed with guests. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're lined up. All right. Are they going to come? But the good news is it's a few weeks away anyway before they all start rolling in. But the, that's the plan of uh, what we have here. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Brian writes, hey, guys, I'm driving today and I'm about three quarters of the way through your Lancero episode. A little late, but better late than never. Absolutely. First off, Barry. Your mother gets slapped and you check the fridge for Jello. What the hell, man? <laughs> I don't recall that. I hope she wasn't listening because if so, she just Googled Jello wrestling. Oh. And congratulations, you've I ruined her day. I remember now. Okay, he was looking for the Jello. Yeah, if my mom heard that, she heard it from the other side. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> 
My actual question is this. Hearing about Lanceros and how they sell so poorly, I started to eye my glove compartment where I keep a five-count box of Toscano Garibaldi, Ah. which, if I'm not mistaken, measures at 6 by 38. Isn't that technically a Lancero in itself? 7 by 38, but... Freaking pretty close. Yeah. Uh, If those are apparently keeping over 90% of the market in Italy, that's evidence that the size is popular and able to sell, at least in some areas. I wonder, with the Toscano presence in the United States market increasing, do you think that might open up the Lancero size, since on paper, they seem to be one and the same? And yes, the only reason I do keep Toscano in my car was from your previous show and Dave's splitting his with Ed. I ordered yeah. a box of five and keep them as an emergency supply, along with a cutter and lighter as a backup. Thanks for the great advice, banter, and entertainment. Why is that in quotes? Uh, Brian yeah. from Camarillo, California. All right. Uh, Toscano, folks, you hear that? Hmm. We're selling some Toscano. Yep. They're moving. They're catching on. And a new Toscano arrived yesterday. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is the big one. Yeah, the Ducento. Ducento, yeah. yeah. Uh, 200 millimeters in length, signifying its 200th anniversary. Okay. And what's 200 millimeters? Seven inches? Uh, I think it's six and five-eighths or, or seven and five-eighths. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll have that with uh, Michael Capellini when he comes on the show, and uh, hopefully we can gear that up for a care package. That's an expensive cigar, right? We're talking $11, $12? Uh, I'm looking it up as we speak. But and by it, the way, delicious. Yep. ten ninety nine dollars for the single. Yeah. So $11 cigar, uh, but it's awesome, and, and uh, it takes a long time to end up smoking one of those. Uh, I've been to a couple of them. And it's thicker than the others. It's yeah. actually 7 and 3 quarter inches by 46. Oh, by 46. It's a full, full-length full cigar. Now, I mean, Can I cut these ones in half? Oh, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's valid. It's great. Yeah, no problem. I smoked the first half in the morning, and the second half is my last cigar of the day. So they're only five fifty a piece. Right. There we go. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's let's go to break. When we come back, uh, it's going to be up to uh, who performs at the at the final third, A versus B, and um, we'll come up with a complete uh, valuation and move on from there. We got an offer of the day, and uh, Ed puts his title on the line in the classic three way, and lots more. Stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. 
Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. 
This is Rafael Nodal from Agent Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back and we're smoking A versus B. We don't know what they are. We think we know what they are. I got a solid guess on A. But only one's going to continue, and uh, the people in the care package are going to be the ones that are going to vote for it. One of them is going to move on to the next. Um, they're not dramatically different in my case uh, that I think, but um, I, ha- I have a, a winner. Yeah, we never got into how you vote. So if you remember the care package and you're getting these cigars, inside the cigar bag is a piece of paper. That piece of paper gives you how to vote, the direct link to the website, which you'll type into your browser. And the password to get into the voting is also listed there. Uh, after you smoke A versus B, go ahead and vote or smoke A versus B and then C versus D next week and cast both votes at the same time. Uh, you can do it separately or together. The choice is yours. Yeah. And um, if you, that's good that you did it that way so the people aren't voting that didn't smoke the cigar, which is, which is always terrible when we do uh, Cigar of the Year and we come up with the contenders and people want to vote. But they didn't smoke all seven cigars Correct. that are contenders. It's not fair because you think, well, I'm not going to like that one, so I'm not going to smoke it. It's so unfair because it's a contender for, yep. for whatever reason, and we think it's deserving to be there. You need to smoke it and, and eliminate it yourself if that's the case. And speaking of contenders for the Cigar of the Year, if both of these cigars are brand new this year, are they contenders for the Cigar of the Year? Uh, firm no for me. Neither. Neither. Wow. They're good, but they don't reach greatness. Okay. I'm, I'm, getting, I, I'm, I'm certainly with Barry on B, a little under-fermented as I'm getting in the, in, into the final third here. A little ammonia bite. Uh, a went out on me again, so I had to relight it. So that's funny you're saying now you're in the final third. At the beginning of B, you said this is very aged tobacco. Only the wrapper. The wrapper was okay. aged, but it was. I didn't. I didn't specifically say that B was. I don't. I just don't think B is as good as as A. I think A has more aged fillers. I agree with Jonathan on that versus B. But as a person that likes stronger, fuller-bodied cigars, somebody that likes that pepper component, that's why I'm leaning toward preferring B. But I'm thinking B was peppery because it was under-fermented, and that's why it was. So aggressive. Well, have we always made that argument that Nicaraguan cigars have that peppery bite because they're not fermented the same way that other nationalities are? Well, look at Perdomo. Perdomo doesn't have a bite, and, and he's got he's well, got plenty of not flavor. All. He's There's got- always exceptions to the rule. Same thing with the uh, Dominican Republic. You could say La Flor Dominicana has that bite, which isn't synonymous with the, 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 uh, the DR. B, I'm, I'm getting a little ammonia, vinegary. Yeah. Uh, type of thing is happening at, at the the end of it, and I mean, I mean, we're down to the to the bottom here with these cigars. But um, you know, maybe I would I would be tapping out. I right would now. like a little bit better draw on A. That is, that's something that's been a little bit of a struggle. We didn't really talk about draw. No, but it's interesting. A is a tighter. Is a, a is a little tighter, and I wouldn't have noticed had I not had B in my hand. So maybe it's a, it, it's passable, but. Or maybe B's just rolled a little t- looser, too loose. Maybe A, you said you wouldn't have noticed A, you only noticed it after smoking B, so maybe A was perfect and B was just a little a too loose. A is definitely not perfect. 
I, I would be, if we weren't smoking this on the show, I would have tapped out on A a long time ago. Okay. Just on draw. Uh, Dave, Jim Collison says he's getting a little garlic flavor now, but he's eating some pasta for lunch. So wow, that would be yeah. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to Nikki, who writes in all the time. Uh, very funny writer. And he's the one you remember yes. who had the feud with my brother. Yeah. Uh, so he took the drive up from uh, awesome. Rhode Island. From Rhode Island. To pay us See, a visit. See, what happens, I go to Rhode Island, and Rhode Island comes to me. This is the give That's and great. get that you end up getting. Now, if your brother's listening great. live, is he hopping into the car to come over here to <laughs> confront him? <laughs> he, w- he would jump in to meet him. He would not be confronting him. So this Jim Collison guy, right? he is a p- podcast guru. And I'm so honored that he listens to this mess. He does. Um, over and over. Yeah. Um, he showed me, mentioned it on the show and things like he's, that. He's threatening to come here, too. Uh, it would be unbelievable. Yep. It'd be unbelievable <laughs> for, for you to come. It would be uh, a dream come true, true uh, to have a real podcast guy. But, you know, <laughs> to really know what the he's guy, doing. Says the guy on his 11th year. <laughs> I know, but, you know, this is uh, a little part-time side hustle thing, but... Uh, this guy does it for a living. This yes, is what he, he does. does. Yeah, it's real deal. So uh, I'd love some tips. How do we make our podcast even better? Oh, nice. You know, I would love that. And I, he I mean, he could say it right on the show and tell us, you know. Get rid of Jonathan. And, yeah, yeah, if that's whatever. the answer, yeah. let's hear it. Yeah, tell me. Who's the weakest link? You what would you are change? The weakest right? Link. <laughs> what would you change? What would you do? Uh, How many times a year should, should the coin story be told? Right. And, you know, is episodes like this where, you know, I feel bad because the people that aren't in the care package, it's not like in this case, you couldn't go out and buy this cigar. Anytime, even if you're not in the care package, you could listen to the beginning of the show. You hear the cigar was smoking. You hit pause. You go to your local brick and mortar, buy that cigar and be part yeah. of it. You don't have to do that. So it's there for everybody to be able to do this. Um, in this case... You can't. Yeah, you know, it's a little you know. special. But after 11 years, what the hell, you know? Uh, we throw one of these monkey wrenches in every once in a while. But there's more to this than A versus B, which one is better. The whole thing is is the flavor component of what we're getting of this to teach you and help you learn how to taste the cigar so that you really don't say all cigars taste the same. These are similar. Right. It's not going to – so next week – is going to be two similar cigars too. Mm-hmm. But the third time we do it, they're not Very, going to be similar yeah. at all. Now it's going to be a complete, then it's going to be, oh my God, I, I get it. I hope. Well, That's how I envision what's going to end up happening. Yeah, and I'm not prepared to say that either one of these is better than the other one. I have a preference. That's all but, you're going to go with, right? Yeah. Well, that would be saying which one's better in your opinion. No, not really. It's a preference. His, uh, to his, Dave's point, it's subjective. Yeah, and his pricing of the value of these two cigars are value the same. Now it's a, a taste preference, period. That's all it is. And they're not dramatically different in taste. One tastes more peppery than the other. One tastes a little more aged than the other one does. Uh, I agree with that 100%. But um, as far as do they belong on our shelves in the store, they're both good cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both they're good. Both, they're they both are good both cigars. I'd, I'd venture a guess that, yes, they are on our shelves in the stores. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they are. So, Jonathan, earlier you said both cigars were 719. Now that you're saying B might be a little under-fermented, are they still both 719? They are both still 719. B is a bigger brand than A. A is trying to steal market share from B. Hmm. And I think at the same price, A mm. does accomplish that. 
Wow. This will be so interesting to hear back at the end. And that's what I want to happen. That's what I want to have. Okay, what I want to happen right now is the Don Raphael offer of the day. And it's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And today, it's $100,000. Ooh, I'm interested. Now, someone's losing a limb on this one. Smoke one crack rock. Now, would I get to keep my job if I did this? Yeah, he's the one paying you. Yeah, but now I'm using drugs, so I get to keep my job. When you say, "Yeah, I don't want," I'll be okay because I'm the guy that employs you, so I'm okay with it. You get a hundred thousand dollars, and you smoke the whole rock. And how big of a rock are we talking about? A good size one, decent. A good size for a crack smoker, or a good size (laughs) just compared to rocks? No, for a crack smoker. They'd be happy if they made the purchase and they got that rock. Right. They'd be happy and, about it. And are we talking of high quality? Yeah. Where are you sourcing it? Do you got a guy? I don't have a guy. <laughs> no, but he's, he's <laughs> going to go to Haverhill, so, or Lawrence. $100,000. I have a little bit of an addictive personality. Yeah. But See, I don't think you'll get addicted doing it once. You don't think? Well, I've, I've, had, I've had some pretty high-powered painkillers and didn't get addicted to them. Mm. But I was biting them in half. But you're saying I got to smoke the whole rock. The whole rock. If you get three quarters of the way and you tap out, you get nothing. You got to do this whole thing mm-hmm. till it disappears. For a hundred thousand. If it was a quarter of a million, I would do it. But I don't think I could do it for a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. yeah. Less than a hundred thousand dollars left on my mortgage, I'll do it. You mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Pay off the mortgage. Might ruin your life after if you're if you're on it. It's yeah, a risk I'm willing to I'm not, take. I'm not going to get addicted from doing it one time. Yeah, so and I was addicted to the past the coke, and I've shared that really? story. Yeah, I shared that story before. See, I never heard it. Yeah, when I blew out my knee, I did everything I could to self-destruct. I quit a cold turkey. I'm not going to get addicted one time. I'll pay off my mortgage. I'll say yes. Yeah, we'll see. I was going there, Barry, but the addiction's not the problem. What if your heart just explodes and you drop dead? Ah. That could happen, too. I'm, I'm not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass. It's not life-changing money, you know. It's good money. It's good money, yeah. It's gonna, what's it going to take? How long is it going to take to do that? 20 minutes? I don't know how long it takes to yeah, I don't know. <laughs> crack rock. The good news is I don't think any years did it before. No. Nick, no. how long does it take to smoke a crack rock? <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes, he says. 15 minutes. For a hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand an hour. Yeah. Mm. No. I'm gonna have to pass. I don't no, know how, no. Like, how good it is to smoke something with baking soda in it. I just, I don't think that's my thing. That's your problem, the baking soda. <laughs> I think it's the baking soda. <laughs> oh, you're out. I'm out. You're out. Barry's out. in. Barry's in. Yeah, Barry's in. I pay off the market chip. All right. I'm not doing it, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's interesting. Okay. Right. Uh, the we, following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. You're gonna you're gonna send your, your emails to thecigarauthority.com contact us page because next week we're gonna share with you how you can win a prize. Oh, supposedly we'll see if that happens. I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just just getting you ready for send your emails. Um, What's the prize? I don't know if I can crack, handle. Crack I don't know if I can rocks. handle more emails. Well, I'm getting ten a week right now, and I apologize if your email doesn't make it on the show. I try to respond to everybody and answer questions, but I, I can't. But we're looking for the best. 
the best of the best. We've been getting some good ones. All right. And this came in we this need, week. We need Vinny type of <laughs> Nicholas. Need Nicholas. Nicholas. All right. <laughs> Uh, the subject line is purging, fact versus fiction. I know what you're thinking, and no, this is not another diet recommendation oh. for Mr. Jonathan to try. All right. He's apparently too busy not eating to have anything to purge anyway. True. To my point, in a recent cigar session with my father, he passed along some information he received about purging a cigar. While I was familiar with blowing out of the cigar, purging, during a relight, per your recommendation in previous episodes, I had never heard about purging a cigar while lit. Ah, what was more surprising was that the recommendation was not only to keep the flame lit against the foot while you blew out, but also to take a deep breath beforehand and blow out for about 10 seconds. I recommend keeping the flame off to the side so as not to get the schmuckus in the lighter. He listens. I like that. Did he spell it correctly? He did. Uh, As far as I know. Uh, Technical term. What is surprising to me is the perceived flavor change that occurs. I do tend to err on the side of over-smoking a cigar, but after purging the cigar, it appeared that some of the buildup notes and harshness due to over-smoking disappeared completely. Absolutely. And I was left with a very clean flavor profile. Yep. Is this just in my head, or is there actually a difference? Is there, uh, if there is, any thoughts on why? To me, the tobacco would get too hot with all the extra oxygen and heat from the flame. And once you puffed it immediately after purging, it would be more bitter, but it was significantly less than before the purge. Thoughts. Signed, Jason. So my thoughts on this are, especially if you're smoking a fuller-bodied cigar, you are, and the worst one is a full-bodied cigar that you're hole-punched with a thin ring gauge hole mm-hmm. punch. You're starting to build up and get the bitter component from that tar. Like the juice that comes yeah, out of you, yeah. you definitely and You definitely can purge. I'm not convinced that over the flame or not over the flame is going to make a difference on that type of purge. It does make a difference when you're relighting from a, a completely dead cigar. But while it's lit, once in a while, I'll do it myself. You blow through the cigar just to clear that chamber. And it does change the flavor and give you a more positive smoking I don't experience. know why I think it does, putting it over the flame. That I've done it both ways. Like I did it, and it didn't seem to to work that well. And then I did it over the flame, and maybe because it was the second time going through it, it it got better. Or you're a pyromaniac. Yeah, I always have a flame on me. <laughs> but um, yeah, see now that's a that's a good one, and that could win a prize next week. Could have. Could yeah. We'll see if it wasted gets it this week. Wasted. <laughs> All your past emails have been wasted. Um, and I wonder, the person that's going to pick the best email of the week is going to be Mr. Jonathan. Why? Because he's the one that gets all the emails and looks at them. Yeah, and we're gonna, not going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's going to look at all of them. He's going to pick one each week. And, uh, you know, I would say play the man, which is what we do when we do mm-hmm. blind taste tests all the time, every day. So basically, shit all over Jonathan, and you'll Maybe, probably win. Or do you think that's going to be a negative? He loves it. Yeah, he loves haters. He, he loves hearts them. He hearts heart, them. I heart the haters. I heart haters. That's what his hat <laughs> says, those that are listening to the podcast. I heart haters. Um, all right, so I got A and B. A's down very low. I ended up putting B down. And I'm smoking A right now by itself. I put B down. I've done enough. A is starting a little, that a little hint of ammonia again. So I I got that with B. I had to put it down because it was a little too much. But now I'm down a little further on A. And wait to the after show because we're going to talk about 
um, the cigar shortages that's going on right now. And I've said so many times in the show that the cigars we're smoking today are the best they've ever, ever been. I'm 35 years in the cigar business, mm -hmm. probably 40 years smoking cigars. And they're fantastic. The past 10 years, cigars have never been better than they were. And the worst time they ever were, were in the, in the 90s, uh, especially the early 90s, because there was a cigar shortage. We called it the cigar boom, but it was a shortage. And it was a rush to market. And that means rushing cigars out before they were done. And this ammonia taste was in every cigar, not every cigar, but everybody that rushed the cigars out. So we may be yeah. in for some bad times ahead. I'm going to go deep into the, it on the, the show. The other side effect, too, was the construction was not good because they, they were rushing and they were trying to roll 400 cigars mm -hmm. from 200 cigars they went to 400 cigars after it was over the new norm became 300 cigars that was right. an interesting thing <laughs> that happened too that okay we're not going to go to 400 but we, these guys can do we they were used to do doing 400 percent more yeah, yeah yeah so that's what ended up happening there all right let's get to the classic three-way brought to you by classic cigars it's time for this day in classic history brought to you by classic cigars Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Ed, you said somebody loves this segment of the show more it, than... It was uh, Jim Collison's wife. His wife. He was listening in the, in the car, and she loves this segment. Not a cigar smoker. No. All right, Mrs. Collison. Hold on tight. Put All your right. seatbelt on. <laughs> this one's going to be good. I got four questions and one extra one in case we have to have a tiebreaker. Ed Sullivan is our champion from last week. And that was kind of a bogus win, even. I'll admit that. Because you were losing and then you got right. two at the end. Right. But that worked. That's the way that's the rules the way are. Uh, you just got to know how the rules are played and yeah, play to it. It's kind of a crazy rule, but I'm not going to argue. I'm the champion. Yeah, that's it. And today is August 15th. Ben Affleck was born on August 15th. He's an American actor, film director, producer, screenwriter, accolades, two Academy Awards, three Golden Globe Awards. Um, he gained wide recognition for his, with his childhood friend, Matt Damon, and won the Golden Globe Awards and the Best Original Screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. You know him from a whole bunch of different uh, shows and uh, do you like apples? Boston boy, I like How apples. About them I apples. got her number. How do you like them apples? I uh, 1971. 71, he says. He's over. It's 1967. 67. I got 71 written down. 71. A point for both Barry and Ed Sullivan at 72. Oof. So Ed he gets he looks one. Older. Barry gets one. He looks older by one year. Yep. Mr. Jonathan. Joseph Adam Jonas is an American singer, Jonas songwriter, yes, an actor. He rose to fame as a member of the rock band The Jonas Brothers alongside his brother Kevin and Nick. He's Joe Jonas. You got to figure out which one is he. Is it the younger one or the I older one? I don't know. I, I wish Gianna could text me right now. I think he's the older. I think he's you're right. Old, he's older than Nick for sure. 
Is he older than Kevin? I don't How know. How do you know? Because <laughs> Nick Jonas is the young one who was on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine. It's 1990. That's all I know. You know it's 1990. I got 1990 written down. 1990 written down. Oh, see, I don't know who these people are, so I had 1977. 77 <laughs> for the point. You've got to be 1989. <laughs> you guys were over by one, and Ed Sullivan gets a point, and that's how it's played. He could have said 1900, 1800. Didn't matter what it was. 10 BC. Yeah. Um, over to Barry. Julia Child was an, an American cooking teacher, author, television personality. She's recognized as bringing French cuisine to the American public in her debut cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Subsequently, she had television programs, most notable, which was The French Chef. Julia Child, born today. Bon appetit. 1916. <laughs> 1916. That was Mr. Jonathan doing a hell of a Julia Child idea. I actually had 1917. 17? 1920. 20. Everybody is over. Everyone is over. Really? 1912. Yeah, she was really old when she died a long time ago, I thought. I don't think it was that long ago. No? Maybe five, six years ago I'm eh, going with. That's a long time. All right, so that's three questions. We got one more on a tiebreaker if we need it. Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan is our champion with two points right now. Barry's got one and a goose egg for Mr. Jonathan. Ed, The Wizard of Oz, American musical fantasy film directed by Victor Fleming, premieres at Groman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood today, starring Judy Garland as Dorothy. Today, The Wizard of Oz. Ed had already graduated college when this movie's well, on. I call I'm, foul. I'm trying to remember when I saw that. Was he was probably, doing a lot of drugs back then, though. It's probably 1930. I don't want to go over, but I'll say seven. 37. It's 1944. 44. 1932. 32. Ed Sullivan will take the point to 37. It's 39. Uh huh. 1939. So Ed Sullivan with three points, Barry one point, and Mr. Jonathan, as usual, nothing. He's so proud of it. And the tiebreaker was see, Woods. Dave, this is like a coin story, but I just sort of guessed that because my mother always told me when she was a small child, she went to see it, and it mm. was supposed to be in color, but then it wasn't because it didn't start in color, and she cried. Ah. And that's how I won. All right. And that's how you won. It wasn't sort of a coin story. <laughs> I, I did have a backup um, question for you at the end when you got, when, if it was a tie and you could get two points at the end. Woodstock Music and Art Fair ran from August 15th today to the 18th. And it was attended by 400,000 people. What year? 1969. That's it. Two points. Oh, yeah, it was a slam dunk. I would have said 62, so I would have been out on that one. There we go. I was there, of course. Yeah. yeah. 400,000 people were there, and about 10 million people said they were. <laughs> and it happened during the pandemic. Oh, really? Yep. And did anybody get any disease from that? Well, they, I'm sure they did, but it just wasn't whatever the pandemic was. <laughs> no, it wasn't the pandemic. They had disease. The syphilis was big. Yeah. During the free love era. All right. It was there. Okay, so final thoughts here. A versus B. Pick a winner. Uh, Don't let that influence you, the listener of the show, what they pick. Oh, if Jonathan picked it, I'm picking the opposite. Don't let it have any influence in you at all, but I'm just interested of your thought. Uh, I'm not really thrilled with either of them, but... Well, 
I'm going to say, if I had to pick, I'm going to say A. Okay. The draw is too tight, but if I have to pick between the two, it's A. B. Hands down, B. A. I'll take A, too. And it was painful because Jonathan picked that. But yeah. You told me I couldn't pick B just because he picked A. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Right. Just do what, what, what you... Uh, but... Similar, one's more full-bodied than the other, which I would say B is more full-bodied than A, um, but I think A was better all the way through. Yeah. I don't like the way B started. It was so overpowering, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't like the way it finished. When we were in the middle, they were tie. In the middle, they were the same cigar almost. One calmed down, the other one picked up a little. They were almost tied up. So, I mean, it could be as simple as turning leaves or whatever mm -hmm. it is. It was, it was that close. The idea was these two cigars are very close to each other. Unless they're smoked side by side. Well, who does that? Nobody does that except people that are in the care package, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody smokes two cigars. I got one more, uh, one more mailbag All I, right. I have to get to. You have to get to it. This is... Uh Warren submitting this through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and the subject line is Fear the Beard. Ah. I was okay with all of Dave's bullshit <laughs> until he said, I heard beards are passe. I did. Who says that about beards? I think they. They? they. Dot commers? Read with as much sarcasm as humanly possible. So I did a little research on that. <laughs> Anyone that can't grow a decent beard says that to make themselves be feel better. I had a beard at one Signed time. Warren. No, you did not. <laughs> hey, he had the beard that he yeah. turned into the Fu Manchu was, when he did No Shave November. That was, although he has the ability to grow a beard, he did not grow that to the Broomfield standard of beards. Therefore, it was not a full beard. So I have beard information here. Huh. The beard trends of 2020 seem to be favoring clean-shaving look. While the full beard may not be trendy, a little designer stubble is still uh, compromised for many. Lots of men that give their face a rest on the weekends and holidays shave less, allowing for more natural look, look develops. But the trend of 2020 is going away of beards. This is according to facial hair, whatever uh, they are. Here's the thing, Dave. Here. We're um, in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe we're at the end of the pandemic. Who knows? But people that were growing beards and going to the barber and getting things shaped. And unless you, you learn how to do it yourself, you, you, you're, you're kind of just stuck with the wild look. And so it's easier if you just shave it. Pandemic goes away. Beards come back full strength. Well, who was the last bearded pope? When do you think that was? 1400s. 1691. I was the closest without going over. Mm -hmm. 1691, the last bearded Giving pope. myself a point. Um, how about the last president who had a beard? Woodrow, we, Woodrow we didn't Wilson. Even, we didn't even know this question was coming up, and I got this information <laughs> right here. McKinley? Taft. Taft. Oh. Wow, you know your president's bad. Yeah. 1909 to 1913. And one thing I said is some people look upon beards as, especially a politician, they're hiding something. Mm. So they stay away from it. Warren, I think beards are awesome, buddy. And I'll be growing mine again as soon as this heat wave that we're experiencing goes away. I said the beard is over. Ed Sullivan with a beard. I, Barry with a beard. Jonathan with a beard. I don't think it's over yet. 
But do you think it's... I mean, there are trends for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping my beard stays for another 21 days. Barry, for those that are listening to the show, is unshaving again this year. It's just his way of being able to exist in a more (laughs) slovenly way, (laughs) using hockey as an excuse. Yeah, what if he chose not to bathe? During right. the hockey season, until the Islanders you win the Stanley Cup. No, no, no. only when it rains. Okay, that's enough of this whole show. We're going to let that go. <laughs> Next week, uh, let's do it one more time. Uh, it's going to be C versus D or C versus the blank one that you have there, those that are in the care package. Each winner will go up against each other next month, late next month, so you don't have to deal with this a long time. But we're going to get deep into it and really get into just flavor notes, more than those seven that we mentioned. We'll get into some crazy flavor notes and see if you pick up on it and see what happens. So that's it. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, which is more than likely this week, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.